Chapter 82 The Earth is a magnetic body. In fact, as some scientists have found, it is one vast magnet, as Paracelsus affirmed some three hundred years ago. H. P. Blavatsky, Isis Unveiled, New York, Bolton, 1877, Volume 1, page Roman 23. We gave it a try, and we succeeded. The earth is a great magnet, and the force and direction of its currents are influenced by the celestial spheres, the cycle of the seasons, the precession of the equinoxes, the cosmic cycles. Thus the pattern of the currents changes. But it must change like hair, which, though it grows everywhere on the top and sides of the skull, nevertheless spirals out from a point toward the back, where it rebels most against the comb. When that point has been identified, when the most powerful station has been established there, it will be possible to control, direct, command all the telluric currents of the planet. The Templars realized that the secret lay not only in possessing the global map of the currents, but also in knowing the critical point, the omphalos, the umbilicus tellurus, the navel of the world, the source of command. All alchemistic talk, the thonic descent of the black work, the electric charge of the white, is only a metaphor, a metaphor clear to the initiated, for this age-old auscultation whose final result will be the red. Global knowledge, brilliant dominion over the planetary system of currents. The secret, the real secret of alchemy and Templars, is the search for the wellspring of that internal rhythm, as sweet, awesome, and regular as the throbbing of the serpent Kundalini, still unknown in many of its aspects, yet surely as precise as a clock, for it is the rhythm of the one true stone that fell in exile from heaven, the great Mother Earth. This was what Philip the Fair wanted to know, hence the Inquisitor's sly insistence on the mysterious kiss in posteriori parte spine dorsi. They wanted the secret of Kundalini. Who cares about sodomy? It's perfect, Diotelady said. But then, when you know how to direct the telluric currents, what do you do with them? Make beer? Come on, I said, haven't you grasped the significance of this discovery? In the telluric navel you place the most powerful valve which enables you to foresee rain and drought, to release hurricanes, tidal waves, earthquakes, to split continents, sink islands, no doubt Atlantis disappeared in some such reckless experiment, raise mountain chains. You realize the atomic bomb is nothing in comparison? Besides which it also hurts the one who drops it. From your control tower you telephone, for example, the President of the United States, and you say to him, By tomorrow morning I want a dodecadillion dollars, or the independence of Latin America, or the state of Hawaii, or the destruction of your stockpile of nuclear weapons, or else the San Andreas Fault will crack definitively and Las Vegas will become a floating casino. But Las Vegas is in Nevada. Doesn't matter. When you control the telluric currents, you can snip off Nevada, too, in Colorado. Then you telephone the Supreme Soviet, and you say, Comrades, by Monday I want all the caviar of the Volga, and I want Siberia as my frozen food locker. Otherwise I'll suck the Urals under, I'll make the Caspian overflow, I'll cut loose Lithuania and Estonia, and sink them in the Philippine Trench. Yes, Diotalevi said, the power would be immense. The earth could be rewritten like the Torah. Japan lands in the Gulf of Panama. Panic on Wall Street! You forget about Star Wars, forget about transforming base metal into gold. You aim the right current, stir up the bowels of the earth, and make them do in ten seconds what it used to take them billions of years to do, and the whole roar becomes a diamond mine. 
Eliphaz Levi said the knowledge of the universe's tides and currents holds the secret of human omnipotence. That must be so, Belbo said. It's like transforming the whole world into an organ box. It's obvious. Reich was definitely a Templar. Everyone was, except us. Thank God we've caught on. Now we're a step ahead of them. But what stopped the Templars once they knew the secret? The problem was how to exploit it. Between knowing and know-how there was a gap. So, instructed by the diabolical St. Bernard, the Templars replaced the Meniers, poor Celtic valves, with Gothic cathedrals, far more sensitive and powerful, their subterranean crypts containing black virgins in direct contact with the radioactive strata. And they covered Europe with a network of receiver-transmitter stations communicating to one another the power and the direction, the flow and the tension of the telluric currents. I say they located the silver mines in the New World, caused eruptions of silver there, and then, controlling the Gulf Stream, shifted that precious metal to the Portuguese coast. Tomar was the distribution center, the Foray d'Orient, the chief storehouse. This was the origin of their wealth, but this was peanuts. They realized that to exploit their secret fully they would have to wait for a technological advance that would take at least six hundred years. Thus the Templars organized the plan in such a way that only their successors, at the moment when they would be able to make proper use of what they knew, would learn the location of the umbilicus tellurus. But how did the Templars distribute the pieces of the revelation to the thirty-six scattered throughout the world? How could a straightforward message have that many parts? And why would they need such a complicated message, just to say that the umbilicus was, for example, in Baden-Baden, or Tralee, or Chattanooga? A map? But a map would be marked with an X at the point of the umbilicus. Whoever held the piece with the X would know everything and not need the other pieces. No, it had to be more involved. We racked our brains for several days until Belbo decided to resort to a Bulafia, and the reply was, Guillaume Postel dies in 1581, Bacon is Viscount St. Albans, in the Conservatoire is Foucault's Pendulum. The time had come to find a function for the pendulum. I was able in a few days to suggest a rather elegant solution. A diabolical had submitted to us a text on the hermetic secret of cathedrals. According to this author, the builders of Chartres one day left a plumb line hanging from the keystone of a vault. No, Beldo said, the cardinals who condemned Galileo were Templar adepts infiltrating Rome. They wanted to shut up that damned Tuscan quickly, that traitor Templar who in his vanity was about to spill the beans four hundred years before the date of the plan's fulfillment. This explained why beneath the pendulum those master masons had drawn a labyrinth, a stylized image of the system of subterranean currents. We sought an illustration of the labyrinth of Chartres, a solar clock, a compass card, a vein system, a sleepy sinusoidal trail of the serpent, a global chart of the telluric tides. All right, let's assume the Templars used the pendulum to indicate the umbilicus. Instead of the labyrinth, which is, after all, an abstract scheme, on the floor you put a map of the world. The point marked by the tip of the pendulum at a given hour is the point that marks the umbilicus. But which pendulum? The place is beyond discussion, Saint-Martin-des-Champs, the refuge. Yes, Belbo replied, but let's suppose that at the stroke of midnight the pendulum swings from Copenhagen to Cape Town. Where is the umbilicus? In Denmark or in South Africa? A good observation, I said. 
But our diabolical tells us also that in Chartres there is a fissure in a stained-glass window of the choir, and at a given hour of the day a sunbeam enters through the crack and always hits the same place, always the same stone on the floor. I don't remember what conclusion he draws from this, but in any event it's a great secret. So here's the mechanism. In the choir of Saint-Martin there is a window that has an uncolored spot near the juncture of two lead canes. It was carefully calculated, and probably for six hundred years someone has always taken care to keep it as it is. At sunrise on a given day of the year, which can only be the dawn of June twenty-fourth, St. John's Day, Feast of the Summer Solstice, yes, on that day and at that hour the first pure ray of sun that comes through the windows strikes the floor beneath the pendulum, and the pendulum's intersection of the ray at that instant is the precise point on the map where the umbilicus is to be found. Perfect, Balbo said. But suppose it's overcast. They wait until the following year. I'm sorry, but, Balbo said, the last meeting is to be in Jerusalem. Shouldn't the pendulum be hanging from the top of the dome of the Mosque of Omar? No, I said. At certain places on the globe the pendulum completes its circle in thirty-six hours. At the North Pole it takes twenty-four hours. At the equator the cycle doesn't vary with the season. So the location matters. If the Templars made their discovery at Saint-Martin, their calculation is valid only in Paris. In Palestine the pendulum would mark a different curve. And how do we know they made the discovery at Saint-Martin? The fact that they chose Saint-Martin as their refuge, that from the Prior of St. Albans to Postel to the Convention they kept it under their control, that after Foucault's first experiments they installed the pendulum there. Too many clues. But still the last meeting is in Jerusalem. So? In Jerusalem they'll put the message together, and that's not a matter of a few minutes. Then they'll prepare for a year, and the following June 23rd all six groups will meet in Paris to learn finally where the umbilicus is, and then they'll set to work to conquer the world. But, Belbo insisted, there's still something I can't figure out. Although there's this final revelation about the umbilicus, all thirty-six must have known that before. The pendulum had been used in cathedrals, so it wasn't a secret. What would have prevented Bacon or Postel or even Foucault, who must have been a Templar himself, seeing all the fuss he made over the pendulum, from just putting a map of the world on the floor and orienting it by the cathedral points? We're off the track. No, we're not off the track, I said. The message reveals something that none of them could know. What map to use? 